wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down Top of the morning, Wake and Bake, 505 here. It's top of the morning. Is that officially Irish? Uh, yes, I don't know. Well, no, it's one of those things where it's Irish, or it's supposed to be, but no one there says it. So Ooh. if you go there and say it there, they're going like, oh, to hate you like, when you're a tourist. It's like, it's like shrimp, let's do some shrimp on the Barbie, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that one they'll get only, you in Australia. Only if you bring all the Faustas. Anyway, deal. So, <laughs> wake and bake, America, guys, uh, coming at ya. Uh, get a good show here. Um, brought to you by Spectrum King, Arg Screen Solutions, Optic Full Year. What up, Dinesh? Just talked to him this morning, actually. Um, and we have an executive producer of Who today. Come on, let's give it to Joshua Rutherford. He gave us some really great content. We released that content this weekend. Nice, nice going, Guru. Thanks, man. Good video stuff there, man. Uh, yeah, man, but it's really cool to see a no-till guy kind of doing his thing. And uh, yeah, just re- really, I, I said, what did I say on the comments? Growing the revolution. That's, a, that's still there from David Montgomery. But it really is, man. It's the way we used to grow way back in the day. Kind of got drunk off chemistry for a little bit, man. I think it's time, time to get back to nature as far as I'm concerned. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was the same, the, the, same the, the video you put out. Um, where you're going through the greenhouse. What was that video called? Yep. The music video? Yeah, I don't know. With the Bittersweet Symphony parody we there did. There we go. Yep. That, yep. That was out at the same location. Cool. Yeah, yeah. We're just this guru playing with his video gear there. <laughs> My favorite part of the video is just the hay. I don't know why. I like to see plants top dressed in hay. Hey, one straw revolution, brother. Read that or book. Or straw. You'll, fucking, you'll, you'll really like it then. <laughs> well, let's see. What do we got coming up today, man? We have what's growing on, of course, some grow talk and our first shout out, man, Spectrum King. So before we get in, you know what? We, we hung out with Brendan from from SK. We're going to throw that here in, in a little bit here. Let's do some what's growing on. But first, it's been a while. As I say, let's play that OG song, you know, what's growing yeah, on. Can we hit it. Come on. Charged up and feeling right It's time to answer questions About growing weed without the hype We've got to plant the seeds today To make all my stoner homies say yeah, yeah. Oh, what's growing on? What's growing on? Sweet here. So what uh, 
you're having trouble. Is it, is it focusing or you're too distracted? No, What's I, going on with you? I just think about you. I was, I was actually just uh, playing around yesterday where I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to take the, we've been working a bunch. I'm obsessing over, over some things. So I'm like, I'm just going to take the day off man, or the, the evening off about four o'clock, five o'clock, just kind of unplugged everything. Tried my best not to look at my phone. And then I was like, uh, oh, yeah, you know, I got all these movies, T-Vote or whatever. So I'm like, yo, let's watch. It was The Lost Boys I tried to watch. because Halloween. Yeah. Man, dude, the 80s were weird as fuck, you know? Like, especially. It wasn't too weird. I don't know. Go ahead. Dude, just like the way that the kids are dressed and the way that their hair is done with a bunch of hairspray and shit. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm crapping my hair. But, man, it was very strange, man. I I, I thought it was like a little homoeroticism there, man. Like, <laughs> dude, like fucking, they've got like pictures of Rob Lowe hung up on their walls. Dudes do. I mean, I, I didn't get it, man. But <laughs> anyway, man, the, the, the exercise was to sit there for 90 minutes though, and not check your phone. And God damn, it was hard. My kid had a real hard time doing it, man. You know, it's like, man, I we're feel like you're wasting time almost. I mean, we are definitely getting programmed. So whether you're sitting almost, you know, which is a bad thing at a stoplight, you, that guy sure. that holds everybody up. Um, like I, even this morning I was out at the herbal cure grow facility and sitting out front for a minute, waiting for somebody to go, like, I got like three minutes checking my phone, checking my phone, but that sucks. It does train. Like those are, aren't the horrible times necessarily. I mean, not in traffic, but when you're supposed to be having family time or like you said, like downtime, I, I just force the shit out of the room or turn it off. Like if I'm going to zone out with my boy, we're watching this sci-fi flick, stranger things. Um, I'm going to, yeah, just get rid of it. Cause I don't want to be, dis- even if you just hear it or hear it go, mm, yeah, it makes, mm, you, makes mm, you wonder like, what's oh, going on. You're so right. Oh shit. Takes you out of the moment, you know? So mm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not down. I agree. And it's more, it's starting to become a, uh, I do get concerned with it. I got to test my kid more like a, a triggered behavior. Even like when I'm talking to him, if it lasts too long, cause what's the average shit that my son's probably watching or we are. On YouTube, the time keeps getting shorter, right? Sure, three to five minutes is the only attention span I got these days. <sighs> Depending on what it is, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's up to you, though. And in the end, when you sit there and get frustrated, you're like, damn it, damn it. It's like, dude, it's just a power button, man. You're not in control. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Anyway, but it's, it's fun cruising down. Like, I'll tell you what, I, I got a segue. I was cruising uh, the comments for, uh, you know, one of the shows and everybody was piling it. Oh, you know what it was? We posted something on Facebook about the Gorilla Glue number four settlement. Remember how the Gorilla Glue company sued the Gorilla Glue strain guys? Who are they affiliated with? You know, is it a certain breeder, the Gorilla Glue I think number four? No, I don't. And, and honestly, Gorilla Glue number four is just a, a cut only, right? It's just a clone, uh-huh. clone only strain. So it's kind of weird that they have Gorilla Glue seeds, but I really don't know the whole, the whole uh, thing behind it. But yeah, I started just checking that out and getting into the comments and everything and hearing everybody's perspective. And of course, everybody's like, fuck big business, man. You know, the hell with them. But I kind of tried to empathize with Gorilla Glue, man. You know, would suck if uh, I had a glue and then everybody started calling a, I don't know, would it be good or bad? I guess, you know, they say any. I wouldn't, it would be no harm, dude. Yeah, you know, well, it was just funny. I was kind of looking at uh, the settlement, and they didn't ask for any money at all. Like, I, I was like, you know, I thought maybe they'd be like sticking it to the seed company, putting them out of business and shit. And it basically said they had to change their name within a year and give up the rights to the website or sign over the website because it's a copyrighted name or a trademark name. I was like, all right, man, I'm going to take it easy on the Gorilla Glue glue company because it didn't look like they were really sticking it to them man you know looked like they were just concerned about the reputation so you know just yeah kind of time interesting 
Anything, anything typically, I believe the way it's taught is, you know, you know, if we're like, once you have haters, you say it's good, right? So if people are taught, if your brand, we're talking about Gorilla Glue right now, the glue, and they, the next time you go to Home Depot or wherever, you're going to think, oh, Gorilla Glue, like it just naturally happens. So even if it's associated, in my opinion, right. um, I don't know, I guess if there's another piece of shit product that was called something and your product was good, yeah, it, is it was called good. the same. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good, good strain, products. man. Yeah, it's a pretty good strain that you should <laughs> named after, man. And it's true. I mean, why sniff Gorilla Glue when you can smoke it? <laughs> Whoa, man. Whoa, exactly. they're, they're going to exactly. hire you, man. But uh, I mean, uh, what? So they had a website. They just got to change the name. Couldn't they come to something like just Gorilla Glue? Whatever d- number four point oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think the gorilla put an glue. S in there. Gorillas glue. <laughs> I think they were just concerned about their trademark, though. And in all fairness, with big business, I can understand why you'd want to protect a trademark. If you're at fucking Home Depot and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe that matters. You know, who, who knows? Who knows who those buyers are? What, it's just what when it's in the, two to. entirely different entities of the far. Like we have a, a cannabis strain, right, and a super glue. Like that's fine. Hmm. Or if another adhesive company comes out with a name Gorilla Glue or something close, right. I totally get it. But when the spectrum's that far apart, you know, what are you going to do? Go after the battery business, Scotty? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what would piss me off about rechargers. Somebody made some, some. Dude, all these people at Best Buy are buying rechargers. Right. Yeah, I get you. I get your get your point. I guess they might come after me though. I could see them being pissed off. I don't know. Trademark's uh, a funny thing. That's all. Yeah, anyway. It, yeah. I mean, it has to do with big business coming in, man, because it is coming in. I was uh, um, just checking out some other information around, man. And there was, I think we put something on Facebook about it. How like, and oh, your investor guy was talking about. Um, the, the yeah, can- buy big tobacco. Yeah, you want to invest tobacco, in cannabis, cannabis now? Buy big tobacco. Yeah. Silly. But I mean, it kind of seems like that's where it's going. I found a couple articles that kind of supported that as well, where like there was one company, shit, I just closed it up. But all I did was just Google big tobacco and cannabis. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, this company is is doing this. And now the Philip Morris company is expected to make a, a similar move. And they're all positioning themselves to be ready. I mean, how... I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know much about growing tobacco. It's just the leaf in tobacco. There's no flowering or anything like that. So it would I'm be. But I don't have to think about it, man. That's what, I mean, it's back in 09 with a memo from um, General Holder and all that jazz. And when shit went ape shit for a little bit, when they're like, the feds will not waste the resources on cracking down medical marijuana. Think he's really um, a then, general. What? You think he's really a general? Sure. And then uh, the um, 2012, when we went fully legal here, you know, I thought about getting in the game with like potentially hydro retail or grow. And I'm glad I didn't on both fronts. Definitely not hydro retail. Um, But even the grow game, man, I I don't I wouldn't want to lose sleep on it. There are people killing it right now. Don't get me wrong. There's people making a lot of money, man. But uh, it's not sustainable. I don't believe to hang lights. It's my saying. It's not sustainable to hang artificial lighting indoors in a warehouse. It is to have a profitable cannabis crop forever. Wait, wait. Sustainable or profitable? Because I don't know about sustainable, uh, man. Both, but both. profitable. They were saying they were talking about it because they were talking about. Uh, God, I, I hate to keep on, uh, you know, talking about it. But Tad Hussey's always got good, good information. And him and that Jaya Palmer guy when they were talking, yeah, you got a little secret crush on Tad Hussey or I, something, dude. I respect people that are what I am not, <laughs> sir. 
Okay, man, I'm, I'm a communicator, but I am by no means an intellectual. So I need these type of people to, uh, keep on feeding me information guru to help me, uh, you know, dissect it and, and, and understand it and dumb it down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, That's I, good. I gauge your response is, is respectable and having no, what is it called? Homophobia or anything? No. You're like, what are you talking about, dude? Man. No. Crush on <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I actually celebrated a bromance on well, Facebook. Well, you went out there today, and visited, man. man. I didn't make it up there that part of the trip. It's really cool to be able I'm kind of jealous as far as being able to see the farm and how everything works and salmon and streams and everything in symbiosis. Symbiosis? Is that right? Sure. Sure. How about harmony, uh, man? Harmony. Harmony. Some symbiotic <laughs> harmony. But anyway, we're, we're, these guys are really, they're in the science, man. They're, they talk PPFD and all that stuff. So they were just talking about light levels. And man, it was, it was uh, when we were learning about LEDs and it was about maximum light levels. It's like, yeah, at you know, 1400 PPFD and I'm making this up. I don't have the, the numbers in front of me. They were like, you'll get an increase in yield, but that only works at a certain price. If you're below $2,000 per pound, uh, you're better off running a lower light intensity and getting less yield. And, uh, but you know, it, and still, uh, like there's a sweet spot in there, you know, you have to use a spreadsheet and, and you have to use your math, man, but you can find exactly where it's the most profitable place to be. Sometimes producing the absolute most amount, uh, costs you a lot more electricity. And the, you know, that's really not where the sweet spot is. Hey, you're talking exactly kind of, I think about, you know, I exactly got some comments kind of, on the video. Exactly. Kind of, dude, I cover my ass, man. <laughs> so uh, the, the video out at Heroes of the Farm, we went into the one greenhouse where I was taking a picture of them thinning, thinning the leaves in week six. And a couple of people like, look at them scraggly buds, man. Week six in that particular greenhouse had no artificial lighting. It's in the plans. Um, but at that point in time, it had no supplemental lighting. Usually they're going to have like a 30 pack of double ended Gavitas or something, at least in that greenhouse that size. Right. Um, you know, depending on its exposure, where it's at in that time of the year, if I'm remembering right, um, it was pretty low exposure, not a lot of full sun all day long, rain starting to come and cloud up. But like you're saying, they're still, they, they might, I don't know what their plan is. Maybe they're turning that all into extracts. All they used was the sun to grow it. Right. So, I mean, it's still, even though at week six, it's not your big old, it was quality, but it wasn't huge. Colas doesn't mean like you're saying, it's not worth it. That was the right thing to do with that space. And uh, I just wanted to let some people know that in the video because I forgot to mention it. And I was like, yeah, well, there's no artificial lighting, man. The one we were in with the artificial, you know, lights hanging up was, uh, was you know, way, I'd say about 25% difference in bud size. So Sure. Now think about that. So you, and how much of a difference was it in cost? You know, and so you're like, okay, that one costs $20,000 a year to run. You know, this one costs zero to run. And I get 25% less from the one that costs zero to run. Hmm. You know what I mean? So there's, there definitely takes some, you know, some mathematics and some business, business decisions and shit, you better find somebody like Bruce Banner knows how to work a spreadsheet, man. You know, it's not just all being a master grower that shit, you know, that's, that's is one part of the puzzle. TPS reports. You need those TPS reports, man. But whatever. Yeah. That's where it's going. Be careful. Be careful, which is good. I mean, you know, we're going to see sub $200 pounds and whatnot. You know, Pueblo's blowing up down south. People are buying acres and acres and acres. Not to say with the right weather coming through, just like it happens with the wine industry, et cetera, stuff can get jacked up outside if it's not protected. But um, I, I will agree to end this conversation, though. And I think you agree with this. Still growing like like the the bloom plastic, like the, the blonde chick holding the diamond nugs. Sure, sure. That's Boy, happening indoors. That's happening. I'm not seeing what I'm growing with this Napa fire and these SKs happening. 
um, outdoors. I mean, it's a controlled indoor environment yeah. provides just the, if you're as far as like competition cannabis or if you're trying to go with what you'd put on a ring, you know, that's where it's happening. Yeah. The indoor and everybody's talking about that, about the, just the controlled environment is so much fun to work with, to be able to say, dude, I'm going to bust it up to 1400 PPFD and, uh, you know, and, and I'm going to bust the uh, CO2 up to 1500 and, and, and I know I'm going to get a great product. You just can't do that other places, man. Not with that type hey, of controls. Let's hear about it, man. Let's hear about it. I just mentioned SK. Sure. Um, we had a good call with Brendan here. So let's throw that in here into what's going on, guys. And listen to a little bit here, hanging out with Brendan from Spectrum King, getting a little bit of uh, grow talk on. Yeah, let's do it. What's up, guys? We're hanging with Brendan from Spectrum King LED. I'm sure I'm sure you guys have heard of Spectrum King. We've been kicking with Dude Grow Show. We got updates, man. How you doing, Brendan? I'm doing good, man. How are you guys doing? Top notch, hanging out in studio today. And uh, I was just mm-hmm. BSing with you yesterday on the phone, and I was like, yep. whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to get this uh, to the listeners here. What's going on um, just with a, no, a new, the SK602? Whoa, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Um, as typical, we do it. We, we step things up a few notches. Um, just to, to paint a picture, the original SK600 was given off about 80,000 lumens. The SK602 is given off 95,000 lumens. Why am I speaking in lumens? Because that's a measure most people know. And as far as the par numbers go, it is off the hook. Yeah, man. I was just actually trying to understand. I was listening back to the old podcast through the Grow Mouse podcast, trying to understand PPF mm-hmm. and PPFD. And oh my God. Yeah, well, the, the problem Jesus. with the PPF, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I have a big problem with that because I know how to trick a par meter. And the other LED manufacturers do as well. And you can do it with certain bandwidths of light. So your numbers will look fantastic, but that doesn't necessarily translate to your plants looking fantastic. That's why for moving forward, there's a new standard called S640. Uh, if you get a chance to look that one up, it truly breaks down the McCree curve and the actual nanometer ranges that plants use into three segments. And if and your rating in each segment will tell you if your light's a veg light, a flower light, or a good all-purpose light. And so I think that's the truth that people need to know for plants. You said S640 what? what, uh-huh. what? I heard he said McCree curve. That, that is the new standard. It's called S640 lighting standard. Yeah. So basically, if you look at PAR, it measures 400 to 700 nanometers. But plants use like 280 to 850 so the new standard measures what plants actually use. Because one of the problems I've always had is that, for example, bulbs have a lot of extreme far infrared, which doesn't show up in a PAR meter at all. So it shows up in your AC bill because you, it's all this extra heat, which you can't really account for because it's not measured by the meters we use today. Yeah, I just pulled this well, up, man. This Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, you can see about it. It's just a pretty cool standard. Um, I'm is, looking forward to becoming a norms. And a lot of other lighting companies I've spoken to have as well. So the because they have the same the, frustrations as us. Even bulb guys have the same frustration because they built a bulb which has a better spectrum and has a better all, you know, tapered infrared end. And they can't prove it because the meters don't measure it today. <clears throat> I'll clarify that for because uh, this is the American Society of Agricultural and Biological Engineers publishes yes. the first of three horticultural LED lighting standards. So this is kind of a big deal. This just happened this summer. Yeah, this is something and that that Rami and I here have been just preaching from the treetops for years. And then some other bulb manufacturers actually joined us in this, which is pretty trippy. But there's the same thing. You know, these companies are telling lies by promoting numbers, which they've created in a lab, you know, why is it that I get these numbers in a box that look fantastic, but I put a meter under a light and I don't get that. All right. Yeah. You know, I think everyone should measure their, take their measurements for their product. I don't care what it's made of plasma bulb, led, whatever from where the plants are supposed to be. Yeah. Cause that's what counts. 
Yeah. It's where the plants are. I'm not going to measure it in a, a damn sphere at the bulb and say, I get 135,000 lumens where no plant would ever live. That's just stupid. Yeah. Well, and the plants are the one that gives a good feedback. And I want to take it back yeah. a little bit to where you were saying sure, man. on the, the 602. Um, mm-hmm. Now, not you got it brighter, but it's less wattage than the 600, right? Like it's more efficient yeah, so, even. So, yeah, the SK600, the black and gold unit that's been uh, making a name for itself for sure, um, 650 watts pull from the wall. Okay. The, the SK602 is a new body style, and um, we're launching them next month. They're all white at present, and they look fucking bitching. And they pull 630 watts while giving off a lot more light. Awesome. And with different diodes, also, is that what happens? Is done, that, as as, as uh, no, things progress, you get, how's that work? How do you get that more efficient? Is it just better design on your end after working with them for a few months? Combination of diodes, design, and hardware and body, you know, fine tuning, if you will. Um, verifying every little angle, the throw of the light, the, you know, fixing the edges, the corners, um, the, the, the positioning of specific diodes first, you know, to even things out. The reflector has been modified. So it actually lets light out more evenly because the original six SK 600, the edges were getting blocked a little bit by the reflector itself. So we flared the reflector out through a true 120. And the what's the depth are, on it? You know, I'm an indoor grower. Every inch matters. So sure. curious, do you know, what, what's the depth on it? It's, it's, well, the existing one's about seven inches tall and this one's like six and a half, maybe a little, maybe a hair under that. Okay. So it's not going any bigger than the current 600. No, no. It's actually a hair. Right. It's streamlining a little bit and we're working on making it smaller, but that's, that's going to be for the next generation. We still have to finish the work on that. I'm excited because it's, we're, you know, not just thermal dynamics to, so you can get heat away from the diodes faster and the substrates, the, what we're putting the boards on the heat sink, how smooth the heat sink is. We really worked all those details to get optimum performance and we knocked ourselves backwards when we saw what we did. It was like, now we're talking we, this. We knew we could do this, but components and parts just weren't, they wasn't marrying up perfectly, if you will. Well, let me, now we have to, yeah. So let me take it to, cause that's going to retail around that I presume is going to be close to your current 600. Um, keeping the same price. And then, so now I got my 600s. Um, I don't know what I have two years running now or something. Uh, what, like that, yeah. At what point, and you offer, uh, we were talking about this yesterday, you're going to maybe have people have a program where they can send their lights in to get upgraded. So yeah, is there, send them the underprivileged the, children or the, something. The upgrade, that'd be cool. The upgrade <laughs> option exists on the 600. If you wanted to upgrade your light engine, that exists. Um, I'll get the final numbers on that here because I don't have them in my head right now. But yeah, we, we can do that now in the 600s. And we even could do it on the 400 pluses because we're launching a new 400 plus an SK402, if you will. That's all white, like the all new white 602 and has a brand new light engine, which is throwing out more light with less power. But it doesn't make like I might as well run my current 600s, right? For what? Probably five years, I'm guessing, if ever if they're burning fine, et cetera. There's a, we'll get a there's nothing, there's no, there's that, no, then. if you, if your plants are happy, there's no reason to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's only if someone wants to be at the latest and greatest or they're changing their growing style and they're going to go taller plants. So they want, okay. you know, just more light because they're going light hungry strains. So you know, if you're growing, I mean, your flow looked awesome, but I'm thinking of some other strains you work with that are light hungry, you know, you put a reflector kit on the existing yeah. 600 that already makes a massive difference. But if you do the double whammy, meaning get the upgraded light engine and put the reflector kit. It's like you have a Ferrari, you know, turbo twin turbo now instead of just a Ferrari. You got superchargers, dude. <laughs> That's right. Superchargers. Yes. Yes. So to tell us about what's coming in the, the, the future or near future here, man, low pro lighting. I always ask you about it because yeah, we want yeah, the thinnest, most the low- powerful stuff that runs the coolest. Yeah, the, 
well, we had a lot of requests from people who are in vertical farming, meaning guys are going in racking. And so we made the low pro veg light for commercial accounts and they're already using it. And then obviously, or and I got, um, behind, we wanted a low pro fixture for a long time and we fought long and hard with, within our own team here. And we did a lot of, um, shall we say detailed homework assignments. So when we brought it to the table, those guys were like, Whoa, and it is, it's going to be a knock people on their asses device. It's only going to be about two and a half inches thick from top to bottom, the whole unit. And it's going to throw out as much light as the new SK602. So that would be up to a five by five prime flowering area. It's, I'm it's, it's, it's four by four ish because the, all the commercial racking things are uh, four feet wide. Sure. Yeah. So we built it to fit within the beams of a racking. So you can sit it up underneath the next level between the beams and you won't even see the fixture. It, it fits literally in that space. Yeah. And it'll cover the whole four by four with just a drastically even, you know, super, super strong light. How many can I pigtail together? <laughs> that would be the, that would be an awesome feature. So what we did, well, it's a separate thing. What we did, we did this with the higher voltage power systems. So if we're doing commercial, there'll be two types of units. There'll be your home user unit with a driver like this SK600. You just plug in the wall and go. Then there'll be the commercial grade unit where, you know, we use the, the IHP remote power system and I'm going to power a whole bunch of them. You know, one junction box can power five lights, oh, or okay. six lights. Then we- All right. Well, talk to me about amp draw, man. I'm a practical guy sure. going, going to a bedroom. I got a 15 amp circuit in there. Maybe I can run a, a, a 30 amp or, or a 50 amp. Maybe, maybe I'll unplug my stove or something like that. But uh, well, what, 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 well, the thing the with that is, though, that even if you upgrade your your breaker, for mm-hmm. example, but you have, you know, if your room's got a 15 amp circuit and it's only running standard, you know, 12 gauge wire. Oh you no, really you can't, can't just run replace a lot hotter than 15 amps to it. No, yeah. I, I would never tell anybody to replace the breaker. That's a sucker's move, man. You got to run from the breaker. New cable. For, yeah. Big fat wire, man. No, I'm good. I just want to make sure for, that we, we covered that because someone's going to do it and then cook their house and then they're going to blame us. You know, um, I want to make sure that people understand that the reason we went to higher voltage for the remote power system is because higher voltage. Voltage means lower amperage, means I can lose lower gauge wire and longer distances to cover. Okay, okay so, so, so you guys are it, it, two, at 220. What kind of amp pull does it have? Does, does a 600 or a 602 have? Well, a 602 at, at, at 220, at 240 volt mm-hmm. is pulling like 2.7 amps. That's, okay. nice. That's pretty cool. That's good. And so it's about. Yeah, it's it's to- totally manageable. You can run a handful of them and not worry about, you know, you can run a couple in the bedroom with all the other stuff and you're not going to hurt the circuit. And so we'll just double it. So it's a, a little bit under five and a half amps at 110. Makes sense? Correct. Did I do the Correct. math right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's so basically, all for the, for the, to answer that question, you just take the actual watt, wattage draw, watts divided by volts equals amps in single phase. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> See, yeah. man, I get to learn shit all day. Man. Well, it starts to correlate to other equipment in your room. All of a sudden, your AC isn't running as much. You can control your environment better. All right, so what's up with heat, man? You just touched on that, man. Come on. Come on. What, what you got? You, you, everybody knows, or at least they, it's, the word is getting out, that you can run these LEDs at a higher temperature. That saves a your tremendous. Room. Yeah, your room temperature. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You can run your room at a higher temperature. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, and I'll break it man. down. Come on. Um, when you're growing with bulbs, uh, the bulbs emit a lot of infrared heat, which we can't see, infrared light, which we can't see, which is pure heat. Okay. So because that pure heat is really heating up your plant canopy, the only way to mitigate that heat damage was to lower the temperature in the room. Overall, sure. 
Right. So, and, and even if you, your AC says it's 75, 76, 78 degrees, whatever, if you take a laser thermometer to your plant canopy and measure under your lights, the top of your plants, they think it's much hotter than that. The plants will read much hotter than the 76, 75, whatever degrees your wall says. Because Even if your sensor is right there. What a lot of people do with their, with their temperature sensors is they put them in the canopy facing down. So you're, you're getting an inaccurate reading. Yeah. So what I tell people is, especially bulb growers, I go, let's take a laser thermometer to your rooms that you know you like the results you're getting. Right. And let's measure what your temperature your plants think it is. So we go in there, we take the thermometer, we zap their plants, and it says 87 degrees. I say, so all I'm asking you to do is put your room up to 85 degrees, and you'll see that your plants will be 85 degrees under LED. And like, that's not possible, man. Plants, light emits heat. Like, lights do emit heat, but they, but LED lights, ours, I can speak for, do not emit extreme amounts of infrared light, which plants don't actually use. So we're not cooking plants. Yeah. If you see LED uh, plant damage, you ever seen a plant look like Don King, all bleached out white with the hair standing up like that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good looking man. Hang on a second. Well, uh, I'm, I'm not criticizing his style. I'm saying when he, on plants, when they do that, that's LED burn. It means it's too close to the light. They'll turn white, bleach, and stand up like that and just go, oh, we quit. People expect to see yellowing or browning like they do under HPS bulbs, but it's not the same thing under LED, whether it's ours or someone else's. Right, right. LED light burn is bleaching, you know, and that, that kind of stagnation of growth. So some people think, well... Other LEDs can be six inches from the plant, so I'm going to put my SK600, six inches from my plants to get better results. I'm like, no, you're going to kill everything that way. Well, what's up with that? How far away are you keeping from the plant? What, what is At least the, two feet. Is, yeah. No, um, actually, the SK600 is, is more like 30 inches. It kind of depends on your strains. If you're doing sensitive OGs, for example, I, might, I have guys that say it's 33 inches of the magic spot. I'll believe them. That's what they do. I have Gorilla Glue guys and Nine Pound Hammer guys who are saying 24 inches, bro, that kills it. So it, it's, it's really strain specific, light hungry. You can get below 30 light sensitive. You can stay 30 or above. Does that affect that must affect the spread though, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. At 24 inches, you're hitting a four by four hard, very hard. Yeah. At 30 inches, you're hitting your five by five. No problem. If you put the reflector kit in on 30 inches, you're upping the overall par reading in that area drastically without changing anything else. So you can actually, with a, a 90 degree reflector kit, you can change the intensity by just focusing that light hitting the walls back down on your plants. All right, good info, man. Good yeah, I said info. I trust what these guys are doing, man. They're lighting guys. You know what I mean? Well, well, it's, you know, it, it, it's funny, but yes, we make lights, but because we were gardeners first and I've grown with everything you can think of and Rami's grown or is growing, that's just what we do. David used to have a dispensary. Like, you know, this is what we do. So uh, we, we're not coming from a position of, Hey, I know a great factory in China. I can get this stuff made for cheap. Let's right, do that. Right. Yeah, we, that, and that does burn. You know, you can get burnt with that big time, man. Well, first, the problem first is they send you a, they send you a prototype that works, but then you order <laughs> yes. a bunch of them, and, and each one is a different reading. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> there's no QC. There's not the same components. You, you, it's it's tough. You know, we're sending our children out to the world from our own factory here in L.A. You know, everything gets built, specced, and checked by human hands right here in California. You That's know? cool. Um, that is right. That's yeah, really cool. Plus, honestly. if there's a problem with something, you're dealing with somebody in, here in California that most likely speaks English just like you do. You Some know, form of um, English, anyhow. I have trouble with English sometimes myself, but you know, <laughs> that's, that's, there's reasons for that. <laughs> Love it. Too man. many concussions and not enough sleep. 
Well, thanks for hanging out today, man. You guys are going to be out in Vegas November 14th. Um, let's see, or 15th to the 17th? 15th to 17th. The MJ BizCon, absolutely. It's a yeah, big, it looks pretty interesting, man. It sure does. It's the biggest commercial um, weed show in the world. And it's they expect fifteen to 20,000 people. Sweet. Oh man, that's all commercial, bro. Last year, last year it was held in it was held in the Rio Convention Center, not the Las Vegas Convention Center. And at the Rio Convention Center, we were told nine thousand and fourteen thousand showed up. Hell yeah. Damn. Right. So people were being turned away and freaking out because it's not cheap. I mean, like for commercial people again in the show, it's like 500 bucks a person to get in. Yeah. Those, these shows are legit because they bring some real talent in. You, you know, guys at just the end of it. You got got the resources to kind of, uh, yeah, to make some moves, man, if, if you work so, the show efficiently. So what Rami, uh, you know, we're working on. Is you know the Luxor Beam? I thought you guys were just getting a little ten by ten booth in the corner, man. <laughs> They're renting the Luxor Beam. We're doing, man, we're doing right? a twenty by twenty booth with all of our latest tech on display, all the new products on display, but also to showing that we're forward thinking with LED. We're also the Luxor Beam. You know, it it creates uh, seven million lumens, I believe. Right. But it uses an obscene amount of power to do so with xenon bulbs. So we created an LED Luxor beam that we're going to have on top of our booth. That's going <laughs> to nice. That's literally going to use like one sixteenth the power and be just about as bright. That's awesome. That'll look pretty cool. Yeah. I'll have to look check out your yeah, guys' site. Be crazy. Uh, you guys and can plus go ahead. Yeah. I was saying that the 40 volt power is available at this hall, so we can actually showcase our 40 volt three phase system <laughs> for people to see it do its thing. That's pretty cool. I'm sorry. There's, there's a distraction in the studio with some flies on my computer mating, but <laughs> they're literally having sex in front of us, man. It's very hard to oh, keep, shit. keep you know, track hey, of what's going on. Some people pay for that kind of entertainment. You know, it's decent. I gotta tell you, it's decent. So man, but... distracting. Hey, could you, you imagine know, her head on her work. body right there, man? Oh shit! Ooh. I'll wrap it up though because uh, we all got plenty of work to go. I know you guys are keeping busy <laughs> over there. SpectrumKingLEDs.com, guys. Don't forget um, some OG supporters of the show. Much appreciated, Brendan and Absolutely, coupon code. Brother. Dude SK over at Spectrum King will get you some love off their lights. Scan with that code. Don't forget it. Yep. Dude SK. And I will, uh, man, I'd love to make it out to Vegas, but anybody that can, make sure you go see Brendan and Orr over at Spectrum King. And I'm excited to see what you guys coming out soon with these low pros. Absolutely, man. Well, more info will come to you real soon. We'll send you some pics from Vegas if you can't make it down. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Please do. I'd really like to see what you guys are up to, man. Cool, man. All the new gear. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it, brother. Great talking to you guys. Talk to you soon, man. Have a good one. Yeah. Keep up the good work, brother. All right. I dig it. I dig it. Everybody's a little different in the industries. You know, sometimes you run into the the LED, um, like it's the, 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 I don't not use geek in a bad word, but like, you know, the lighting guy, the guy that does the wiring and then the guy, or there's the salesman, the heavy marketing guy or whatever. Sure, and he's sure. kind of like, what do I, Brendan wraps it all up into one good package. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause he's in the factory, man. He, he's, he's, he's a lighting guy. He's been a lighting guy for a long time and he literally parks his car at the, at the SK factory, man. He's not, he's not one of those detached sales <laughs> guys, you know? He parks his Porsche in the handicapped po- parking spot at the SK factory. I don't know, man. I don't, like, know. I don't know why I'm having all these office spe- like Lumberg. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> what a nice guy. Oh shiz. All right, man. So moving on, moving on. We got to see uh, some dank nugs brought to you by their um, RX Green Solutions uh, guys. We're going to be out of their facility soon. It's being set up in D Town, and uh, I got to get them more. In- 
active back in the show. It's been a while that I've talked to any of them. Um, and it's one of the nutrient companies I appreciated for the R and D that they would do and say, if you don't believe me, just come check it out, come walk the grow with me. So, cause when we went to the grow, it's one of those, I, you'd see all kinds of tanks, different tanks mixed and like, but whited out labeled like X1 or the, the different nutrient companies they're doing trials with. And they wouldn't let us know exactly, which is fine, what they're, you know, doing their trials against. Cause they didn't want like the shit talking to go on. They just want to show that they're doing awesome with their product. Agreed. Man. And Agreed. they're on the East coast side, East side as well. So going strong. It's, I don't know who's going to fall next out there. We just had uh, Massachusetts. Um, we need something like New York, dude. When's New York? When can we grow our own in New York? Yeah. I don't know, man. Shit. They might not like that on the power grid there. A lot of people in New York and we're concentrated place. Can you imagine if everybody plugs in 5,000 watts? No, it wouldn't work. <laughs> Shit. But if you're out there, I know it's probably a little more prevalent on the shelves out there as well. Arc Screen Solutions, great two-part, basic. I did the trials with it with Recharge and give it two thumbs up. Deal. Deal. All right. So dank nugs, man. We got a... All right. Let's look at this. Turpinator results. This one is by Jack Doe 01. And, I have uh, not heard about the Turpinator in a while. I don't know. A long time, man. So it says well tested. their marketing budget ran low. Go ahead. <laughs> well tested after three years. Yes to Turpinator. Powder milk. Okay. Let's shove in some peanut butter cookies too. What the fuck <laughs> are we talking about again? Uh, I use full strength with GH Bloom magnetic trichomes. Sorry, it's a regular part of my arsenal. I feel like this was like written by a machine or something like that. I <laughs> thought it was talking to another machine. Um, oh, I don't know what magnetic trichomes are. I brought it in here because I, I don't know. There's something to that product because enough people used it. We never got them on the show or figured out exactly what it was. The name of it was kind of silly to me, but whatever. That's okay. Um, but you know the, what you got to do, man, if you're going to tell me that, that this stuff works, you got to do it with and without, man. Hey, I did this plant with it and this plant without it. And these are the differences, you know, Hey, we can taste the difference or you can see the difference or, you know, we had it tested, but you know, I mean, that's the only way that's what brought us out of the dark ages, man, is, is control and variable experiments, man. Scientific method. That's what you tell people. I know when you're trying to sling some recharge, we've been out wrapping and hanging together. You're like, take about, take that, put it on just one of your rows, put it on two of your plants. Yep. Yep. Um, you gotta be able to see a nugs. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you just gotta be able to, to quantify the differences in things. Just to put something on one plant and be you know, or hundred percent of your plants and be like, see, I told you it was awesome. These plants are awesome. You know, it just doesn't prove much. Well, this is a thousand nugs to Jackdo dash zero one, the computer name <laughs> generator. Uh, beautiful picture though here. Um, if you got your regimen down, man, I don't have any issues with Turpinator or I shouldn't say whatever. I have issues with some things, but uh Get a thousand nugs, guys. You can use that over at DGC shop over on dudegrows.com and uh, get some stuff sent out to you. Bring it on in. What made you laugh, man? What do you got with the memes, dude? Oh, there's some decent ones. Here is by uh, Just Grow It, which is pretty fucking funny, man. It's uh, Jack Nicholson and he's going, hey, it's a joint, not a talking stick. <laughs> you ever Sometimes like... that has to be said. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. you definitely, and it's the nature of the beast there. Sure. You know, it happens. It's, it is a talking stick, but as long as you, you pass. <laughs> yes. You're so right, man. If you're going to tell a story, pass the fucking joint, man. And we got nowhere man with a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. This is a, one of the kind of dog is this one of these with the dogs with the a bulldog. smashed in face. That's a bulldog. And he is What's fucking, that? that's a bulldog locked to the couch, man. He is couch locked and it says, dude, this feels like the lemon OG, not Harlequin. 
Remember you say you give your dogs the whatever, your CBD or whatever? Oh, that would be bad. That's I'm like giving up. them freaking like 20. I think it's Harlequin because I got some Harlequin in here now. I've been able to smoke a bit more. But right. yeah, that's fucked Harlequin up. Harlequin will not man. couch lock you. Get your dog to Irie, man. All right, let's take it on over to YouTube. And uh, what do we got here? Dude, oh, this uh, is nice, man. Who's it? This is your video? <clears throat> Tight work, yeah, dude. Tight work, to, brother. Uh, uh, Herbal Cure, actually, and got a quick video before the day of it was being cut down. I'm like, I got to get out there and see uh, what they're working on the grow off. The grow off.com um, local event here in, I believe, I don't know if it's all of Colorado, but if you're a commercial facility, um, you re- you can enter this competition. You re- Everybody receives cuts from the same donor plant, which must be a beast. Yeah. And uh, they don't tell you what it is, and you got to grow it out. And the winner is judged on potency, yield, and flavor. So same thing. We didn't do yield um, with a nug throwdown. Mm-hmm. But um, th- so you're, you want to grow the biggest, baddest mofo you can. And so I caught a video of it. Check it out on YouTube. And uh, definitely scrogged out. Yeah. Really like nice. It. Trained. What size, trained what size container is this in? 25, I believe. Yeah. 25 gal. Okay. And uh, we went over just what he used for Newt's technique, um, his training. Somebody on YouTube commented that Moby Dick strain really isn't that much, but it's Moby Dill, man. Moby Dill's the grower. There's no Moby Dick involved. Yes. And, um, yeah. Thank you for really giving cool. What's up? to the dumbest comment out of all of them, man. That's awesome. That always works. I, I think it's it's kind of a quick, the only, I don't know what you want to call it a downfall. I believe by the end of November is the decision and the event and stuff. And that's kind of a quick, um, and it gives them about a month. They don't have like that long cure time, but everybody has the same cure time. So it's an even playing field. Sure. Um, but I, it would be tricky, man, to grow an unknown strain, right? I mean, I guess they're obviously they're not going to give you a fuck with you and give you like a, oh, it's a 90 day haze, but let's not tell them, you know, like that wouldn't work. Hey, isn't but, there some way to cheat? Isn't there like the plant database where you can send DNA to or something? <laughs> Wasn't there somebody that was doing that guru? I thought there was somebody that had like a whole data DNA database. Is that Phylos Bioscience? I don't know. Is that them? Or was it the old genome? I know there was At Phylos Bioscience. They got the, uh, the galaxy and they do they're trying to be one of the authorities in this arena where you can send them uh samples of your plant and then yeah they, they they're, they're going to tell you uh-huh. and i got to get more info from them they also do the sexing thing right which i thought was pretty cool they got in touch with us um and said they wanted to come up on the show where tell me if you think this is as a grower um so because i'm a pop seed soon and i was thinking about okay well this is you know people are making fun of me they're like dude doesn't know how to sex plants and um so if you don't if you know or don't know you can do this now you take just a little sample of your leaf right just cut off a little sample of it right and you and the smallest kit you could get is for four so you could figure out the sex of four plants and that is going to cost you Fifteen dollars for plant, so sixty dollars and plus shipping. You can send it FedEx ground, or you don't have to. There's not a, a time on it, right? So I'm wondering, for sixty dollars, that's totally worth it. You're buying a bit of time, wouldn't you? Pay sixty dollars if you if you're popping a twelve pack, and you're like, well, I'm gonna test at least four of these, or what? I mean, what's your opinion, or is that cheating? No, certainly not cheating. I don't think I was just having fun with that. But I mean, okay. So think what would be the other, the other aspect would be, or the other option would be to grow up the plant uh, to at least to where you can clone it. Kind of take what, about three, at least a month, I would think to get a clone off a seedling. Wouldn't you think? 
And that's all you need. I mean, once you get your, uh, but, wait, yeah, real, you mean like cuttable material from the plant? Yeah. So real quick. So the idea would be once you're able to clone the plant, clone the plant, take that clone and, and clone it under 12-12. So it should be able to show sex, uh, you know, within two weeks after that. So, and in this instance, I'm going to be able to know my sex. It's up to the, I mean, obviously if you want to FedEx it next day, you can, but that isn't as cost efficient. I'm going to say a FedEx ground for this thing is going to be like 12 bucks or something. So I'm going to be about, let's say $75 average for four plants. Um, and I'll know within, I think within a week of when I send it is my guess, but you're saying and I got like the other six way, weeks. go ahead. I'm probably at about six weeks by the time I grow it out a month and then clone Dude, and then wait 10 yeah, days, two totally weeks. Totally worth so, it. Yeah. There's Plus your space. Yeah. You know, the space you're taking up, the, the time to water, everything, everything like it's worth it. So if I think you got the money, cool. homie. <laughs> oh, what, what's that? I said, it's worth it. If you got the money. Time is money, bro. I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to check it out. I think it's pretty neat. I would rather do that instead of uh, is that something wait. that dude would ever say, man. Hang on, you've changed, man. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, but yeah, no. That it seems like um, a cool. They have as you go up to, like if you're a commercial dispensary and you want to do like a hundred count, like you're like I want to test the sex of hundred plants. The right. price keeps going down up in quantity, but. Um, I'm yeah, not I mean, sure about cool that other commercial. side of things. What's up for commercial? It's cool. Definitely, man. If you're, cause it's expensive cool real too. estate there, man. Save me some time for sure. Like at least, yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm gonna go for it. We'll see. We yeah. talked about it one time in the news, but cool, cool idea. And it's hundred percent accurate other than that point, whatever percent when the dude was stoned working or something. I don't know. I thought they had that meter. Somebody had like some kind of a meter that was like a point of reference where it took a, I don't know if it took like kind of a, you know, a snapshot or something like that, but somehow it was able to see uh, the phone sex phone app <laughs> or phone sex. Jesus. What's wrong with me? Jesus Plant Christ. sex phone app. <laughs> Woo. I'm sorry. We're not editing that. Man. Uh, keep it real, man. Um, yeah. The plant sex phone app, dude. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sounds good, man. I'm scared to get that one even now, man. This is going to be a sexual show. We got some sex in the news. Oh, Maybe that's shit. what my problem is. Uh oh. Anyway, man. what you're saying? I don't know what I was saying. Good. Man. I distracted you enough to move on. <laughs> so the cannabis news, people, what do we have today? Oh, uh, man. Yeah, this one was kind of interesting. Did you see this one about the NBA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you put this one on. So I guess, guess of course, you saw it. But yeah, it was kind of cool, man. You want, you mind if I take it, man? It says... Uh, take it away, dude. It's a common sense, obvious. Yeah, hit it. This is a former NBA commissioner, David Stern, says marijuana probably should be be removed from the ban list. And I think he's right, man. I mean, we're paying these guys to play basketball. Why do you have to put the word probably in there? Um, because he's a political he's covering dude, his ass, I'm like, sure. Yeah, he's covering his ass. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah. probably should. I'm not positive, but probably. I mean, if you're if you're a a basketball player, I mean, it is hard on you know you're an athlete. Uh, as far as you know, whatever you know, that, what do they call them? Intoxicants go. I don't know ways to catch a buzz. Uh, you know, cannabis is really a a clean one. You know, you smoke. A, think about if you got to go run five miles. You know, you want to keep yourself in shape. You go smoke a hit in the car, a couple hits from the baddie, or a bowl in the car, and then you go run five miles. It works perfect for you know. It goes perfectly for that. You can't do a shot or drink a beer or, you know, even smoking cigarettes. I think is 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 more damaging. So yeah, to each their own with their their intakes during their physical activities. 
Yeah, I have uh, tried to follow a guy one time. Uh, the dude was there, I'll say, but um, this guy couldn't really stand up. But he was able. He just, just really liked to drink, and uh, it was the middle of the day, so he had drank in. But he, I couldn't follow him on a mountain bike, man. This guy could actually <laughs> just crush it, man, like the most talented guy in the world. But couldn't stand up though. Anyway, the uh, it, I mean, yeah, the, the, this is the player in here. Also, that went to who is this? The 37 year old, one of the professional players. He went into the cannabis business um, and he's show oh, Al Harrington is the former NBA player. And um, he says he believes over 70 percent of athletes. At, what's that? Where's Rashid Wallace at, man? They should give him an honorary cannabis business. It says 37. Oh, he, he believes over 70 percent of athletes in major sports smoke marijuana. Not only the players, but I think the coaches consume and also the owners. How dare he? The owners as well. Wow, man. <laughs> and rich guys like to relax, too. They like good weed, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem uh, yeah, cruel so. and unusual punishment to have millions of dollars and to be able to afford to get all sorts of awesome, beautiful nugs and then to not be able to do it. Even could you imagine if you're in a state where it's legal, if you play for the Denver Nuggets? Come on, man. That's fucking cruel and unusual, man. You should be able to fucking smoke <laughs> weed at that point. That is cruel and unusual. I agree. You're yeah. here. You're here. Yeah, I'm here. I, you know, well, and I'm rich, man, but I can't smoke weed, which I love to do. Not for 10 more years until I decide to, to retire. That's fucked up. So let's take a break here and come back with some talking about the grow. Come on, let's do it. It sounded like uh, Tone Loke, isn't that? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, we'll be right back, guys. Check it all out at DodeGrows, Dode DudeGrows.com.
let's get into the grow here. You guys, a couple Instagram hits over uh, hashtag dude grow show. Yeah, this is nice, man. Unique growing creations shows a really nice picture of some super cropping over here, man. Good find, dude. I don't know. I just call it training, training. No, but that's super cropping because you can see where he bent it. I mean, you can see there's like an actual, there was an actual breakage there. You can see the ripple there where the stem broke a little. Yeah. And so what we're talking about super cropping, you actually break the plant and you're actually breaking the inside of it. So it heals. It has to send up healing hormones. So it's like, holy shit, we need emergency supplies here. And it ends up being a, like one of the stronger branches, you know, or stronger buds you'll get off, off it. It's pretty crazy. It's a trick. Right on. Don't yeah, try no, doing that with yourself, though, man. It doesn't seem to work with our legs, does it? Or our bodies. No. <laughs> and congrats to Yagro215. He said, officially end of my third grow. He's got some plants hanging in his tent looking good. Go some pictures from Chop Day. And uh, one of the downsides to working through the night, because he's saying he didn't get to get too many good uh, other pitchers, dude, working through the night. Yeah. Harvest time is one time. That's why I always don't like to I don't like to have to have my two rooms stagger the bloom, like having too much work at once sometimes takes the fun out of it. And then you realize I'm just working with cannabis. Shut up. It turns you into um, a vampire. But- though. If you don't if you don't set your lights right, you can be a total vampire doing that shit, man. I got to be up at four in the morning. Got to trim hashtag- the grow. <laughs> Those hashtag dude grow shows well. Congrats on your third takedown, man. Only up from here. Um, I've never, I shouldn't say I've never. Have you had a complete grow fail on you? Like everything in your grow career? Mm, I came back from Whistler that one time and spider mites and my buddy thought they were crystals, but they were spider mites. You remember that one? <laughs> They're moving trikes. <laughs> yes. I think it's easy to lie to yourself when shit's going down the tubes, man. <laughs> Anyway, appreciate yeah. it, guys, over on Instagram, hitting it up. Who's slinging a recharge these days? Yeah, come on. Let's give it out to one of our, our California folk, man. First Hydro in North Hollywood, California. Love it, man. Right on. Cali- what part of California? North Hollywood. North Hollywood. Oh, North Hollywood. Okay. You, know, you know you can't say North Hollywood without thinking of, what do you think of? The North Hollywood shootout, man. When the guys oh, is that the Bank of America one? When they went in bulletproof gear and automatic weapons, just decided they were going to rob a bank. Oh, not even that, just automatic weapons. It was like 50-round oh, drums on yes. AK-47s. I mean, it was like a fucking movie, man. It was like a movie. Lasted 20 minutes or so, man. Google that shit, man. There is some movie like that with Val Kilmer and shit where they're just walking. Those guys, yeah, we're just this walking around real. the streets. This one was real. Fuck Val Kilmer, man. This was real. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Look at you. It was not awesome. The grow show does not condone violence or shootings. All right. Anyway, it was fucking cool to watch. So we have grow talk here. Get your grow talk in over at dudegrows.com or grow questions. Trying to get these caught up here. This is Elmer Bud and watering schedule. Yeah. Says, what's up, good people? The DGC, I recently switched from HID lighting to LED. And both myself and my ladies are loving the results so far. The growth has been very impressive. I have a significant drop in temperature now, which is not a problem by any means. In fact, lowering my temps was precisely why I made the switch. But as a result, now it takes me much longer for my soil to dry out between waterings. Mm. So he went from HID to LED. Sure. Um, So I've got a few answers to this. He goes, I've always based my watering schedule on the weight of my pots. I lift them and based on how heavy they feel. It's a good good way to do it. Yeah. I know... If it's time to water again, an unscientific old school method, but it works well. Typically, I've always watered approximately every four days. But now with the lower temps, the pots take twice as long or more to dry out between waterings. And now it takes seven to eight days as opposed to four. So that's an issue with feeding sometimes. Uh, 
yeah. uh, with what you got going on. And if you haven't been listening to like Grow Mouse hanging out um, or earlier on today's show, you don't want to be running that much cooler with LEDs. I don't. I guess it applies to all of them, all light spectrums of LEDs. You but want, we, I know he's, he was saying you want to run them warmer. That's for sure. Guru yeah, pop so in you, anytime you like. Well, yeah. I mean, you're going to want to run your room Whoa. seven degrees warmer than you have been. So get your room hotter. Um, and this is exactly one of the things I did, you know, when I had Ellie, I'm like, Oh, I can just run this as chill as I want. But then you just remember plants metabolism. Um, the cooler it is to a degree, they slow down your soil back, you know, your microbes slow, slow down. Yep. Everything slows down a little bit where your warmer growth, even in bloom, we've just been taught too much. It's been stamped in our heads with those old school books. And I'm, I'm not saying there's good information in them, like the Bible, the grow Bible and all that. When people, there was no LED option. So warm your room up, man. Watering every seven to eight days, unless you're like in a super soil or something, it's kind of, it's too long. Depending yeah. on what The plant needs to be sucking that water. I think about it, man. What's the, what's the plant doing with that water? It's, it's pulling it through. It's taking some nutrient out of it and it's transpiring it through its leaves. If that's not happening or if the water's sitting there, it's, it's not happening fast. So you're, you're, you're not uh, man, hate to say it. I will smoke, but take a look at that vapor pressure deficit chart, man. It's fucking interesting. You know, it talks about higher temperatures, higher humidity. Yeah. And don't, don't get frustrated with it. Like I said, depending on your equipment, it's really hard to do. And the other reason, you know, what I thought of with that BPD chart, I have two bloom rooms, right? And they both share the same environment because there's a, there's a wall in between them, but I pump the air through them together so I can have CO2, humidity and everything working for both rooms. But if my bloom rooms are on different schedules, I'm not going to, you know, the VPT won't match. So let's say bloom room A is, uh, I'm taking it down in 10 days. Bloom room B is only a month in. So it's hard for me to do that shit. Yeah, definitely, I, man. Controlled environments, you know, to really dial it in. It, it is tough, man, especially if you're sharing rooms and then the flips. You can only get so close. Yes. All right. Not ripe yet. Not ripe yet. So ripe. Not ripe. By Just Grow It. Hey, guys, love the show. You've been an amazing resource out there. Appreciate it, man. Glad you're listening. Tell your friends. Why? Thank Deep you. in prohibition land. So, so thanks. Mammoth pea recharge and winter frost have made a huge difference in the size and sugar of my buds. Three, three products that aren't bullshit, man. Definitely. Thank you. So he's growing auto skunk. Should have been harvested at nine weeks, but still no amber trikes or yellowed fan leaves at week 11. Said should have been harvested at nine. She is small, probably less than an ounce, but looks beautiful and healthy. She smells more delicious than any other strain I've grown. So I want to be sure to treat her right during harvest and cure. So she's loaded with sugary trikes. They're all milky. The trichome stems are bending under the weight of their super fat trichome heads. It's a good eye, man. That's a really good eye to be looking in depth with your scope. Um, A few broken ones are starting to show up. Water uptake is super slow. I'm not seeing any new growth anywhere, and the existing hairs seem to be all beautiful, deep orange. And remember, his trikes, he says, are all milky. Um, so he's interested in flavor over yield. Also, I don't want to cut too early and end up with light, airy buds. I prefer a more energetic buzz, though. So what should I do here? You say always wait for one-third, right? Me? On the amber. And- yeah. On I mean, what I say and what I do might be different, brother. <laughs> no, there's factors I, there. There's yeah, variables. Definitely. But I have harvested all milky white trichomes with just a couple ambers before um, and had great bud out of it. You know, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not super connoisseur about my shit, man. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll defer to you, dude. I would say once, you know, he says he wants an energetic 
you know, it prefers an energetic buzz. Of course, it depends on your, your says he's auto skunk strain he's growing. But if you're scoping your plant every day, you should be at this point, and you're seeing all milky, the first time you see one amber, that's the earliest <laughs> way to take it. Even just one amber, because you know, if you see one amber, there's some other ambers. Right. What's up? Yeah, I, I agree, man. And especially if you don't have much to smoke, I'd be smoking this shit, or at least I'd be cutting it down and, and getting it going. All right, we'll move on here. Move on with some more Grow Talk. First, Optic Foliere. Talk to Dinesh today. Like I said earlier in the show, um, we're getting some more of those. Uh, over in DGC Shop, man, we were slinging. You could get, I think it was a one liter of the ready-to-use that came with a uh, uh, transport as well. So I told him, dude, we need some more of those kits. Um, he's going to send some more out for the vault, so we keep in the loop on that um, when they're back in because they're a great way to do the uh, Overgrow RTU is a nice, you know, the, the way Optic Foliar works is you can either buy it and concentrate or ready to use. So the ready to use has the transport, rev watts, all that shit in it, just not the reverse. And um, an easy one for the smaller gardens. I understand why some people might want a liter of, uh, or quart, if you will, of ready to use. Uh, but check it out, man. I'll let you guys know when it's up in the vault. Shout out to Optic Foliar. You can always, uh, I won't say hassle, but try and get a hold of Dinesh over on Facebook or whatever. Um, get some samples set to your grow store or pick them up, man. So that's all I got. Ooh, nice one, dude. Nice one. All right, we're going to talk about metal halide <clears throat> during a flowering. Using a metal halide during the first week of flower from the 801 Godfather. Yes, sir. Week one of flower, he's using a 600-watt metal halide bulb for the first week of flower per a Kyle Cushman recommendation from one of his old podcasts. The theory is that the first week of flower is mostly vegetative growth and doesn't necessarily need a change in light spectrum, only light schedule. After the first week, He's going to switch back to a 600-watt HPS bulb, which is a flowering HID. He goes, I do have two 300-watt Mars LED in my 4x410 as well. Would love to hear all of your thoughts. Even Guru. So my thoughts, um, I've done this. I was like, wait, this is mainly vegetative growth anyway. When I used to grow with HID bulbs, it's like, let's leave this in here. You Especially know? But, for like a stretchier plant too. Now, see, this is where I was going to say that if you go to an HPS immediately, I, w I thought and was told that initiates flowering. It'll initiate flowering quicker and reduce stretch more than a metal halide will. But you're, go ahead. You're saying no? I'm saying the blue in the metal halide is going to tighten up the internodal spacing. That's what I always heard. Because, I mean, e even if you think about it out in, like, outdoors, the color of the sun through the season changes. It redshifts in the fall and starts to get more red. When plants actually start flowering and like in the in the middle of the summertime, it's still a full blue sun that's going over. I mean, I used to do the finishing. You know, I used the Horlux Blue um, for, which is a metal halide spectrum uh, for finishing, which, you know, the thought would bring on more resin, et cetera. Just out um, in that video I talked about out at the Herbal Cure with Moby Dill, they were using two 10K finishing bulbs uh, for the last 10 days, uh, which different companies, I think Solus, different companies have come out with 10K finishing bulbs. It's kind of a special order item. Um, but it's just to get I'm, the UV that's at, yeah, the, the, that's at those higher color temperatures. You get a lot exactly. of UV. Um, Pretty fucking high. I believe in the, Guru just say blue sun. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is the, blue the, sun? The, 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 no, the, the color of the sun. Because you know how in the, like, at high noon, the color of the sun and the light that it's rendering underneath it is different than what it is at sunset or any other part of the day. 
is what I'm saying. And that, that also changes through the season as the sun starts to get lower and lower on the horizon. It goes less just straight above you and more stays in the southern hemisphere. I'm glad I asked. I mean, I'm going to give it then. I'm going to say do it. If you're getting closer internodal you know, spacing and less stretching, then, yeah, why not run it if you have your metal halide for the first couple of weeks of bloom? I would agree. Me as well. Right. So good. That's all I was square. looking for. Both of you to agree with me. <laughs> you're on fire today, dude. All right. Moving on to uh, what do we got here? CalMag Organic CalMag. Yes. From Car... Cave, cave rage, cave rage, cave rage. I'm going with cave rage. Yes, sir. (laughs) My tap water RO, unfortunately, is a raging 380 ppm. Wait, wait, no, I thought. Wait, what did he just say? His tap water RO. Oh, sorry, before before RO, before he filters it. Got it. RO being reverse osmosis. I like my water raging. Um, he goes. No, I've thought about rationing out both the tap. And the RO to make a lower enough PPM, I still don't like the thought of letting in other elements besides the cal and mag that the city adds to make us zombies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from doing so from doing so cyberific research, I found Nectar of the Gods makes an organic option for the Cal Mag. I was hoping to see what other options for organic realm has the cha- uh, choice the choice from so he needs an organic cow mag is what he's after okay first you should soil? figure out what your 380 ppm is don't you think off the tap it's usually some kind of sodium guru hop in here you know more about this you went to college man but isn't there some kind of sodium that the plant really can't use i mean they put a lot of different things in tap water and it really depends on where you are but i mean there can be anything from calcium and magnesium to fluoride and everything fluoride. Else yep man what, a what about the zombie part and uh, <laughs> I mean, that's talking about the fluoride. Um, but, you know, for me, go, Scotty, were you going to jump in or you want to? I'm sorry, man. I'm just catching up here, man. It's fucking funny. There was great uh, in the comments here, depending on what you're trying to do. Top <laughs> dressing are some options. Max Power saying organic calcium. He uses gypsum, crustacean meal, fishbone meal, mm-hmm. oyster cell flour. Yes. Um, and he goes, magnesium can be found in good p- compost. Um, also, if you want to keep it ultra simple, what's up, Joe Bob? He goes, try a little Epsom salt. You know, yep. um, you know, is there anything wrong with that? No, man. No, ma- magnesium. Epsom salt magnesium is magnesium sulfate. Magnesium right? sulfate yep. and sulfur and magnesium are both plant usable. And if you're deficient in magnesium, you can almost never give too much sulfur. So, and what's up with the calcium magnesium ratio? Do we have to make sure that we don't screw that up? Or I mean, you want to make sure that you're not giving it. Uh, you want a higher proportion of calcium than magnesium, and usually around six to one or five to one. Now, if we take something like what were we talking about yesterday, we were talking about oyster shells and the difference between oyster shells and those glacial, the, you know, that glacial or the oyster, o- o- oyster shells and oyster shell flowers. Um, okay. There's, I mean, one is just actually oyster shells. Right. And, and that's not really any difference in what's in them. It's just how long it takes to start to break down. Sure. And the particle size. They're going to take forever to break down. Because one, right? one is an actual oyster shell that has to be decomposed. The other is uh, like depo- rock deposit of fossilized oyster shell beds. It's in ground up into like a really fine powder. And that's the oyster shell flower. And that's what you would want to be using short term. I mean, long term, you can add too. oyster shells in there too. I haven't used a CalMag supplement in forever just because the, the my base newts usually have it covered. I, other than the one mentioned in here, I have top dressed with uh, the Elemental from uh, Roots Organics. It's a it's a powder um, that's based on like uh, fish protein 
uh, hydro slate, <laughs> civil engineer, shout out, cracking me up here. I was just going to say, smells like fish butthole, but it brings a tank. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like St. Skinny likes it as well, man. It's because it has um, a, uh, a fish base in it, and uh, it, is, it, is, it does stink, make your garden stink for a couple days. Yikers. Yikers. But there's All also, right. you know what? You know, shout out to Fish Ganja Guy, Civil Ganjaneer. There's really good uh, comments here. Uh, dolomite lime is a real simple way to get, uh, uh, you know, to get calcium into your soil. Um, here's gypsum, crustacean meal. So there's a lot of interesting things in here. Fish bone meal, oyster flour. Damn, there's so much here. So, um, yeah, I, I would just check some of these suggestions out, man. Start let's start checking out the pros and cons of each of them. Which one would you pick out of all those, Guru? If you if you were building your soil and you wanted to add, you're building a super soil, you wanted to add, add a calcium magnesium component. What would you add? I mean, do you, you'd want to have that pre-planned and just already mixed into the soil. Between, but that's what he's saying. Yeah, but yeah. What, what uh, between like uh, what the crab and crustacean meal, shrimp meal, uh, oyster shell flour. Yeah. Pretty much. Those are your choices? Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Dude, this guy's going to fucking run for Senate Gypsum, someday, man. Gypsum would be another one. Yeah. He's very, he's Why? Very, he's very political, man. He keeps everybody happy, man. You know? Yeah, that's I'm getting more excited. I can't wait for the, the grow off. It's going to make some good content for, for, what's, for what's happening, man. Let's see about this. See about this grow. Yeah. Deal. Deal. All right. So one more grow talk question here. Let's hit it. We yes, got uh, black ice strain growing questions. Great. Bob Johnson. What's up, man? Uh, so do you hang out with Steve Johnson as well? And uh, Bill Johnson. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, what's up, DGC? I picked up some killer buds from my local Detroit dispensary this morning, and it's got me feeling all the goodness right about now. Right on. Because as you can see, the attached photos is referring to the, the purple bud. Does anyone know what it what makes a bud purple? Because I've heard it actually some type of biological reaction or deficiency. Has anyone grown this? I heard it's grown Any- underwater, dude. No, it's that purplific additive. <laughs> Has anyone grown this? Has uh, have any comments? I'd appreciate it. Also, picture to some Gorilla Glue number one. Awesome stuff going on here in Michigan, man. I'd love to see a DGC event here soon. We have so much Ooh. love for Michigan, man. Absolutely, come visit you guys. Word up to all you dudes. The Murder Mitten has got mad love for the DGC. Is it, who's the murder mitten? Is that who know, this is? But I'm already scared. I gotta be honest with you, man. <laughs> Going to Detroit and I'm meeting the murder mitten. That's all I know, okay? If I don't call yeah, them purple, tomorrow, I've had a good life. Purple coloration. I've seen it come in in rooms that didn't even have like that nighttime temperature variable. It was just so much in the strain. It's genetics. I, it is a lot of times almost entirely some, in the genetics. Sometimes you do need that cool finish to pull it out really well where, you know, when the guy grew the grape crush outside and it's yep. getting down to low forties, it was like, damn, like it was still one of the most beautiful plants I've grown. I felt like it should be a bouquet instead of the dank or both. Um, but, uh, and that's one attribute. Um, but look into purple strains and see who's been able to pull off. It's hard to pull off a really low temperature differential in the indoor garden, depending, you know, I can't get my room in the summertime below, probably upper fifties with my mini split when the lights off that is. Um, and same with lights on sometimes when you're finishing certain strains, but I love, it is one of my favorite, a nice dank bag of purple bud is, is a little something. It's a little something extra than your normal. It, it has a specific flavor to it, man. There's gotta be a, a, a terpene, you know what I mean? A specific terpene that, that purple flavors are heavy or purple, uh, 
buds are heavy in because man, they just do, they do have this really heavy kind of, it's just a beautiful flavor to them. What flavor? What, what are you going to go to put, first? I can't put my finger on and I'm so bad at describing See, I was that, but say I can always great. just tell a purple, just a purple bud. I can, I can tell. My, why is my brain saying grape though? Probably because it associates purple with grape yep. colored stuff. That's what they've you know? told you to say, man. All the purple juices, the artificial <laughs> number six purples, grape. Anyway. Anyway, uh, hope purple you get going 42. on that, Bob. What's up? I see you got purple number 42, man. That's the best purple. And I think we're about ready to put it in the bag. Wake and bake 505. Um, and let's do some shout outs, man. Hope you guys have a good week. And we'll be coming back at you soon. All right. Come on. Let me take this one because he's my boy, man. That's the, that's the man over there, the professor. And uh, don't forget about Petty Raff. Nikki's Cliffy and Blinky Boo. Blinky Boo. <laughs> yeah. Isabel Sands, Seven, and James Dupe. Sativas and Cannabis 102417. Yeah, don't forget about Canna Cook and Grow Mo. Grow Mo. Dink Sinatra. And Jason, finally free. Yeah, come on. Respect the Meat Chief and Digger. Those are two of my favorites. What up? I'm going to go watch that movie with Don Knight. Oh, Don Knight. All right. Drink ass shit, man. You wish. He'd get you stoned. <laughs> Peace out, guys. Take your easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss space is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed I like to smoke it all day long Yeah, yeah Now if the big man catch you riding high Ooh, we gonna lock you in a cage No If you wonder why he hates the dank Just look at how